Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for notes on your notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling, creativity in the time of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, we're doing great. We're quarantining because Josh has the corona. Yeah, there you go. No, Josh would never get the corona with all of his um, raw nutrition and. That's- all of the beautiful supplements that go into his morning shake. It's impossible. Corona is impossible. Here it runs. <laughs> right. Vitamin C, vitamin D3. Yay. Um, we wanted listeners, we wanted you to know that we have not abandoned you. Um, we chose to release the four part series, the Hannah episodes um, during one of the easier media market landscapes <laughs> in the history of uh, the history of of media um really sweet timing we released it right around the time that corona came to the u.s but we want to thank you because a lot of you still listen to it uh for those who don't know it was a four-part episode where we had the wonderful writer hannah smith come in she brought in a rough draft of a beautiful story about why she hated her wedding day and then we gave her four rounds of notes including joshua's beautiful performance notes and we recorded all of it so we showed the whole story development process we've heard back from many people that it was really changed how they view story a lot and how answered a lot of questions in their head about how stories go from being okay to good to transcendent. Um, And uh, so just a reminder, it's out there. Uh, It's on the website. It's in the podcast feed. Um, And it will still be there long after the coronavirus leaves us. That's right. And what I was thinking about, Adam, was (laughs) maybe, um, love that timing, maybe, to actually, since all four episodes are up right now, to experience it backwards would be interesting too. Like listen to the fourth episode, then the third, then the second. Oh yeah, like listen to like the best version of it and the less, not the best, but like different stages of development backwards. Yeah, it would oh. just be a different way of listening right. to the second one. Yeah. 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 But- um, try that, <laughs> try that. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. Email us, notes on your notes at Gmail. Yeah, we want to hear it all. Beginning, middle, end, it's all the same. And then also, uh, you know, Hannah was kind enough to say yes to us doing a fifth episode, which is, you know, the year later kind of concept. Yeah, Hannah had to self-quarantine for a little bit. Otherwise, we would have that episode for you already. Not because she has the corona, just because she was being really responsible. Everyone's yeah. self-quarantining right now. It's just... Uh... Yeah, or, that, or at least that's what they're calling it. You know what I really <laughs> like? Is, is, uh, um, the really wonderful natural path, Dr. Corey Reddish, who is a friend of Joshua and I, is a wonderful writer and performer. I've performed with her. She, I, she has a great newsletter and she was giving out all this amazing advice about the coronavirus. And at one point she writes, um, I would just like to remind everyone that this is not an opportunity to day drink. <laughs> and uh, to use this time wisely, it's not good for the immunity, your immunity, everyone's else. And I, I, uh, apparently um, people are making quarantinis. And uh, <laughs> during the day, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that people talk a little slower when I talk to them at home around three o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. their enunciation is a little o'clock. Yeah. Um, right now, there are two guys in, let's just say Cabo, and for the purpose of this thought experiment, we'll call them Chad and Ryan. <laughs> and uh, Chad's, Chad goes to the bar at this deserted uh, hotel in Cabo and he comes back mm -hmm. and Ryan, and he's got two beers and Ryan says to him, looks like someone's got the coronavirus. Now, <sighs> I say that you listeners remind you what country you're from and who your brethren are. Chad and Ryan are the people running your country right now. Uh, we hope that no one is drinking Corona during the day. I do see, I was at the grocery store yesterday doing some grocery shopping and there was definitely some people in the booze aisle. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They're, uh, liquor stores are doing special deliveries as well to support that. Um, you know, I, I can only imagine what it's like to be in a family of, you know, three or four and, you know, nonstop interaction for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Josh has been self-isolating since 93. So it's not, it's not a big deal for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not, not much of a curve over here. This is just, Josh is just like, this is more like the classic version of what I usually do. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, you, kind of, I gotta say like, it's yeah. not, it's different for me, but I would say on the spectrum, I'm leaning yeah. towards like being more familiar than probably. Yeah. 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 This is definitely in the world of it's, People who've had to yeah. work from home for long periods. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a little odd that people knock on my door, leave a package and run away. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. Some of my friends have a one day rule with all their packages. They leave them outside for a day. Are you serious? Yeah, they're like the neurotic ones with children. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's different, but uh, um, I had an ex-colleague posts uh, on Twitter that her daughter uh, let her know that at, at school they were referring to the coronavirus as the boomer remover. She felt that was a little harsh. Oh my God. Uh huh. Um, I had no idea how much, by the way, Gen Z does not like the boomers. Wow. You know about this? I've, I've heard. They, 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 you know, they blame them for unbridled wealth, inequality, capitalism, climate change. I mean, they have a reasonable point. It's interesting. I didn't think about that. The other meme I would say I saw. And they're right. Yeah. <laughs> basically right. Uh -huh. uh, the other thing I saw that I thought was funny was um, someone wrote, by the way, the Corona meme game is just incredible. Um, someone wrote, your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to your couch. You can do this. Which I thought, wow. That's, that's kind of how I felt about it when I had to explain to my parents not to leave the house. It's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we suffer. Yeah, we suffer. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I had to call Uber Eats three times last week. I suffer. Have you have you messed around with the delivery food yet? No. How are you getting your air one? They open. <laughs> Adam, you're the best. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I go to Air Ones and they make, they make you wait in a line outside. Now you have to queue up. And then they let a certain amount of people inside. Otherwise, it becomes a real Costco situation. Gotcha. You know what I love about that is I love it when they make rich people wait to spend too much money. <laughs> That's the best part of that story. 
I'm going to need you to wait in line for an hour to spend $14 on a chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're actually hiring people to wait for them. So, it's, you know, so don't, don't feel like they have to wait until long. Um, all these small vacation communities have been really upset because rich people are going there. I'm sure you've seen the reporting. Yeah. They're all leaving the city because they're like, they're leaving New York, going to the Hamptons, places like that. And they're bringing coronavirus with them. The problem is that like that local hospital has like three ventilators. So when they get sick, mm-hmm. not a good situation. Anyway. They, Martha's Vineyard was saying, do not come to our neighborhood. Really? Yeah. They're like, please leave us alone. Leave us alone. Um, but how can, how can our listeners use this time to be more creative, Adam? Okay. So yeah, I apologize listeners who have to sit through my recap of the greatest hits of coronavirus for the last 10 days. um i sat down this afternoon and i made a list of things i wanted to share with our listeners awesome they're really helpful so do you want to start with the practical or do you want to start with the spiritual uh let's go practical and work our way up okay so josh and i have both spent a lot of time being at home working for various reasons related to what we've chosen with our professions in our life um, I've had more of a mix. I think Josh has been more dedicated. Dedicated. Earlier in my career, <laughs> I went, earlier in my life, I went more to an office more frequently. But it's a really hard thing to learn to be productive by yourself in a room. Hmm. I, I think for most most people I've worked with, most people I, and so I think I'm going to start by talking about limits and boundaries with yourself. So I'm going to state the obvious, which is that. You only need to check the news once a day, okay? Um, Screen time needs to be kept in check, particularly when it's relating to things that are not gonna keep you closer to feeling connected and productive, Mm -hmm. okay? And I'm gonna put a pitch in for the app Freedom. Um, It turns off the data connection on your laptop and your phone for a set amount of time. So what I do is, Um, I set mine for an hour and 15 minutes in the morning or an hour and 30 minutes. That's my writing time. And once you turn it on, you can't turn it off. So it's, there, there are blockers that'll block certain websites and social media on your browser. And I think those are great if you absolutely have to use the web for your work. So you should investigate those. There are different, those are, there are tons of free ones online. What I like about freedom is that if you actually need to do like get offline, like mm-hmm. forget work. Let's just say you just can't, you just need a break from the internet and like you need to stop, you know, so that you can find calm and do something else. I think freedom is a good option for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it speaks to something that Josh and I were talking before we got on this zoom call, uh, which was that within all the anxiety, within all the speed of information that's going on, there's an opportunity to actually be more connected to your creativity during this time. Yes. And the trick is to um, use, is to, is to just create some boundaries and corral that aspect, that aspect of your life because ultimately you have to think at the end of the day, what's gonna make me feel better? Is it gonna be reading news and TV for three hours or is it gonna be using that extra hour I have at home because work has been lighter or I no longer have to commute that extra couple hours to write, to draw, to dance, to paint, 
to send a letter I've been meaning to send for a while. You know, all the things that are engagement with your creativity, to do yoga, to Josh. Um, and so I think just looking at it that, that way is super helpful. The next item on my list, do you want to uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm chime, drop I'm drop chime in on that one? So, you know, three months, six months, a year from now, you can look back at this period in history and time. And yes, we lived through it. Um, so no worries there. Um, but look at the other side of that, which is, do you want to remember this as like sort of a vague thing of like, oh, I scrolled through Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everything else for three hours a day? Or I could have, wow, that was the time that I actually took the time to write this screenplay, to write this novel, to write this short story, to put this something online that you can really point to and have something that's part of your bank of skills and talents. I love that, Josh. And I, I think one way to think about this is if you imagine we're sitting here in August mm -hmm. and hopefully the coronavirus is gone and life is coming back to more normal, where do you want to, what, how do you want to emerge from this time? Yeah. Because some people are going to emerge with a body of interesting self-expression and having, you know, assimilated the experience, but through their creative work and emotionally stronger. And some people are going to have watched Netflix and Facebook for the next, the last five months. And right. I think like, and keep in mind, we're going to come right out of this and go right into an election, which is going to increase anxiety even more and pull people more in. So you're looking at realistically the next seven months, eight months of a potentially extremely heavy news cycle. And I think you have to ask yourself how you want to handle that next eight months. Yes. Uh, this is why I put this question. I'm glad Josh brought it up in the creative workbook, which is where do you want to be in 12 months? How do you want to look back on this life in 10 years, this period yeah. of your life? Mm -hmm. So that we ask ourselves that question. And so just, if you don't have time, the creative workbook, by the way, is free on the website, notesinyournotes.com. But if you don't have time to inventory, just even sit down for five minutes and be like, all right, in 10 weeks, what do I want to be able to say about this time? You know, both emotionally and also on a production level. Like I handled it by being calm and reasonable or I handled it, you know, and I did this, this, and this. Yeah. A larger um, body of writing. A larger body of writing. Body Josh of is, writing. Josh is being sexy right now. And that is an excellent lead in. <laughs> you yeah, must exactly. be reading my mind. Number two on my list is find support. And um, there is an abundance of online support right now. Yes. Out there. And Josh and I are, are going to be part of that support. Mm -hmm. Josh said body of writing because that's the title of the free workshop we're teaching April 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Zoom. Yep. Um, I'll put information in the show notes here. We're also going to post it on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook and then it'll be there. So it's free. You're getting a free writing class and movement class from Joshua and I. Normally we make you pay for those things, but we love you yeah. and we understand you guys are going crazy. So it, um, we're going to do that. We will do elements that I study at Brain Gym, elements of sound and movement that Joshua knows that are incredible that he's used to work with performers. Uh, and then we're going to write. You're going to get to express and share. Yep. yep. So, um, to, and so just to say it, if you can afford it, take an online class. I know people who are taking online writing classes right now. Mm -hmm. Really smart thing to do right now. You know, really smart thing to do because people are struggling with focus. It's going to bring you back to focus. If you, if you spend seven hours unfocused 
reading Facebook and the news and going crazy, at least when five o'clock comes around, you have no choice but to be, you have someone there making you right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you cannot afford that, um, I would suggest setting up Skype or Zoom dates with other creatives to work for an hour. I had one yesterday. And there's a web, if some of you don't have that, there's a website that the wonderful Talia Wallsmith, who I know she had a vision boarding class in December that I really wanted to go to and didn't get to go to. She posted on Facebook, and I'm just looking at them right now. There's actually a website where you sign up and it matches you with someone for a 50-minute work session online, which I think is great that you don't know the person because then you don't have to make small talk and chat instead of working. Um, and it basically sets you up. So it does this for you. It creates a little like one hour time slot accountability. And I'm just looking it up right now. Josh, talk while I look this up. Absolutely. So when Adam and I um, have our class on uh, a week from, week from today, which is Thursday, April 2nd, 5 to 6.30 p.m. Los Angeles time, or I like to say Malibu time because, you know, I feel like that fits the spirit of what we are about here. Um, we're going to do creativity. We're going to do sound and movement. We're going to do uh, like left brain, right brain integration. And we're also going to come up with provocative prompts as well as taking the energy that we use to in our somatic self, our body self, our, our body of writing. And we're going to use our body and take that mm, thoughts and feelings and sensations and put it directly into the right. So, uh, so you can start working that way on your own when Adam and I are not around. Did you find the, the website yet? Yes, that's exactly right. I love that, Josh. It's like a take home, like meaning you'll have something you can build your own creative process around. Yes, the website is focusmate.com. F-O-C-U-S-M-A-T-E.com. So it sets you up. And I think you're allowed three free sessions a week or something, basically, which is, I think it's pretty impressive. So. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, next, next life hack. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about what you want your next day to be the night before. Don't leave it for the morning. By the time you're up and you have, you have a million things and you turn on your phone. So my, here's my suggestion. You sit down at the night before, right before you go to bed or even in the evening and just say, this is my intention for tomorrow. So my intention is to um, write two pages of my screenplay and then just write a schedule of when you're going to do it. Write out your schedule the night before and your intention. Do it the night before. You take it into your rest. Um, it's a super important thing to do for people who are solo because otherwise the day just gets away from you. You know, before you know it, it's 11 o'clock and you haven't done anything. So that, that is another thing I think to consider doing. Yeah, so here's something that I work with a lot, and I really do feel very strongly that setting it up the night before is really important. Because if you wait till the day of, it's sort of like you can distract yourself to get to that less, you know, easily by 11 or 12. I've practiced it, so I'm really good at that. However, when I do it the night before, it's really like I know when I get up, um, I, I have a sequence. And so what I, what, here's how I do it. What I do it is I write down my list of just like stuff because there's always stuff. And, and then I go through it and I rate it and I go like, this is, this, this has to happen tomorrow. And then I front load all the stuff that's like a must 
And then the stuff that's ongoing or you know has less of a priority for any reason but that can carry over, I'll, I'll layer that lower in my list. And then I'll give it a time frame, an, an approximate time frame, and then an approximate um, like first, second, and third. Um, and then I always leave space for myself to to in the morning to make that final decision from from my menu of things I've created. Nice. But I, so I, I feel like I'm co-creating with myself, and we do a really good job. That's great. Josh is really good at this. He's also really good at staying flexible. Mm -hmm. um, it's finding that balance. Otherwise, it becomes too like it's it's not fun anymore. It's like yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, I would be gentle with yourself. For those of you who've never had to work at home, um, it takes a little while to get into rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that you'll get there. And um, just having that clear intention, like this is what your time is. Like I, this is a little weird, but like on my, if I look at on my desk right now, I've got the four things in my life that I'm working on meaning like the four big things and I have a statement of intention for each. And then I, 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 I think it's helpful to have a visual representation of the, of the goal, mm -hmm. but ultimately like, what are you hoping to look? And then, so I draw it. And so it just keeps me in my visual space. And I've always got that as a guiding force mm. and just sort of as like a, as sort of, and then underneath I'll write like the key things I'm working on right now over a given time period, but just to sort of like give yourself a little bit of a visual roadmap of like, What's important to you? And when I, when I mean like areas of your life, it could be like health, it could be work, it could be creativity, it could be finances, it could, you know, and then just like, where is that for you? The side project, the side hustle, you know, like, and just sort of what feels reasonable and doable. I wanted to say one other thing, sorry, this is what I remembered, is that yeah. we're living in this really beautiful time when people are reaching out and there's a lot of connection going on online. And I think it's really amazing. I will also say that for me, I've had to at times just rein it in a little bit with boundaries. Like I don't have, I'm so excited to talk to people and catch up with people. I also don't always have three hours a day to spend on fight FaceTime, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. okay to say no, to say, look, I can't talk right now, but I'd love to talk to you in three or four days, you know? Because I think what's going on right now, and. Sometimes you need the support if there's a lot of anxiety, if you're feeling super isolated, I get it. Go and get that support because that's important. But also if it's becoming, if you're starting to feel like, you know what, this is taking me away from the things I want to be doing creatively, it's also okay to say no. There's the element of distraction. So there's, there's like a breaking point where you have connection with people, which gives you a balance and a sense of whatever it is that you're looking for. And then there's the thing where it goes over that line and then it's no, then it becomes a distraction and avoidance technique. Yes. And, and again, because I've, I'm, I'm experienced in this area, <laughs> I, I can recognize that. Um, the other thing I want to share out is shout out with people is get to know yourself a little more because a lot of people, you know, like to do left brain or more whatever kinds of, some people like to be creative in the morning and they like to be like a little more organizationally based in the afternoon or vice versa. Or I like to work on visual, I like to work on visual stuff at night. I feel like the, because visual takes up a certain amount of yeah, yeah. for me. And in, in the daytime, I, I like, I prefer working with words. Like uh, in the afternoon, I like working with words. In the morning, I like to work with stuff that I'm just doing. Yeah, that's Find a good point, like having self-awareness, and that goes way beyond what's going on right now. That's about like 
when is the best time for you to do your creative work? When is the best time for you to do your task work? When is the, the, the best time for you to be physically active? Yeah. You know, it's just, that's a total, that's a total awareness game. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think about any other practical hacks. Um, my only other final hack just to think about is consider the sensory world in terms of finding focus. Here's what I mean. If you are constantly on a screen, your phone, on a laptop, you can get really, um, it becomes cyclical. You become, I would say in a sense, slightly addicted to that anxiety, that hit you're getting. Um, and the question then becomes, okay, well, like, how do you break that? And I'm gonna encourage you to think about what sensory input you need to move away from that. So what I mean is, do you need to listen to beautiful music and dance in your living room? Do you need to take a warm bath with aromatherapy because you need to smell and you need to feel? Do you need to, um, are, you, are you angry? Do you need to punch a punching bag if you're a crazy boxer or like whatever, you know, like what I'm saying is like, do you need kinesthetic? Do you need touch? Do you need uh, uh, sound? Do you need a beautiful meal? I mean, I've been getting texts from people making really beautiful meals right now because they suddenly, my friends who are stuck in an office 60 hours a week suddenly have time at home. Mm -hmm. So now they're able to cook. But the point is like, what is the way you hook back into the sensory world that's going to break that addiction? You know, music is such an easy one. You know, if you really love music, because mm -hmm. I think it really does, can, it can really break you out of that, mm -hmm. particularly if you combine it with physical movement. But does that ring true for you at all, Joshua? I'm curious. Absolutely, yeah. You need to find your your dominant sense, and and use it and work with it, okay. whatever that is. And use that sense as a circuit breaker. Yeah. Of like now, okay, no, now I'm taking a warm shower. The end. See, and and I log those in like that's part of my timeline. Yeah, meaning when you prepare the night before, you're like, in addition to all these things that I want to do. Yes. Uh huh. I also have decided I'm going to build in these sorts of recovery, for lack of a word, recovery. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, for me, like, yeah, for me, the, often the mental note is, let's meditate in the evening instead of stare at my phone, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, and, and build it in in terms of the timeline. So it's like, it's like hey, it's 7 o'clock. It's time for me to, you know, go for that walk or whatever it is. Yeah, that's great. Um, and, and make it non-negotiable, you know, because here's the biggest, and this has nothing to do with being homebound. This has to do with our, our thing. If I, if I make an appointment with me, culturally speaking, I'm, I'm more apt to break it than if I make an appointment with another human being that's relying on me to show up or if I'm paying mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like an appointment. Oh, I can't. People use that for going to the gym. It's like, oh, I, I, I can't miss my thing. My personal trainer is waiting for me. And it's like, what, if you don't make an appointment with you, it's not enough. But it's, it's breaking that too. It's breaking that. It's, it's, I will say from my experience, mm -hmm. I think the reason people get personal trainers, the reason people get pain nutritionists, the reason people do all these things is because of accountability. And it's just the, the reality is that like paying for things or taking an online class is a forced way of connecting around, around a goal. And we force the connection and then we put in, we put skin in the game, we pay for it. I think all those things are fine. I think it's even better when 
you don't have to do those things anymore. But I also don't fault people. Right. I don't think LeBron James ends up LeBron James without having the best coaches holding him accountable daily for uh, 20 years. Absolutely. It's both. And if, if we culturally can start honoring our own commitments to ourselves as much as we honor other people's, that's an awesome place to move toward. Yes. yes. And so we want people to do both. We want yeah. them to think about their personal habits, their personal commitments to themselves, and then also get support because that's just going to drive you forward. You do both of those well and suddenly yeah. you're off and running. And interesting, when you get into rhythm, uh, when you get into rhythm, it, it's not as onerous anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we want. It, something else takes over. So yeah. what are the spiritual things, Adam? That okay, we're gonna tra- that's what I was going to trace. Okay, okay, so... I'm curious what you think, but one of the narratives mm-hmm. on a spiritual level that is emerging mm-hmm. right now is that this is a time to slow down, mm-hmm. that the message here is that we connect, we can find a way to connect with others and slow down, uh, and that is obviously happening in the economy and travel and human-to-human interaction in person. Um, I feel... You know, and that this was a necessary, that, that this was really necessary. I will say, on a side, a little bit of a tangent, the whole online space is so much better than it was three weeks ago. I find it much oh. more positive and kinder oh. and oh, much yeah. better emotional frequency than it was a month ago with people posting political rants. So, um, I, I, I want to talk about that for half a second because we as a culture, we as a culture always go towards that. Whenever there's adversity, we all bind together and we're all as one and you know we gotta you know yes and what i want to do is on the next round that everyone that i want to have that same feeling when everything's positive see on on the negative side it's like we're all in this together we have to and we have to help each other well can we help each other when things are good wouldn't that be nice right can we not compete when there's abundance this is, I feel like it's going to end up a conversation about capitalism, but, but I, agree. <laughs> I think it's a great thing to say. It's like, you know, when we have so much food and, you know, when we have so much in the Western world that we have, yeah. for many people, I know there's sadly, there are so a lot of people who have no access to health care or live under the poverty line in the U.S. But when we have more abundance, can we not use that to become more superficial, to become more competitive, to compete for resources and time and attention in negative ways? You know, like, can we use it for that? I agree. I, th- I would say that. Um, I, I guess my invocation is that two things. One, I'm not convinced that people are necessarily taking the message to slow down on a cognitive level in terms of their engagement with the internet, with I think that still needs, we still need work there. But I do certainly know, think that in terms of consumption, it's been 100% effective. I don't believe, it's improbable. I wonder if we'll experience, have another experience in, a life, in our lifetime where consumption went to zero so quickly. Mm-hmm. You think about it. Yeah. I think one thing people may have a taste of is that they're bu- all they're buying is food, they're buying a lot less, and their life is perfectly fine. But I guess it, to get to it, I would say that like the opportunity or the offering as people would say is, is, is to be more connected to ourselves. You know, I have not seen another human being in person in eight days now because 
my father has asthma and I can't be around him right now. And um, I just have had to go into that place of not seeing anyone. Many of my friends have children. I can't see them. And that invitation, and I'm not talking about I go to the grocery store, but I'm, the invitation ultimately is like, what do you have left? And you have the opportunity to connect with your body. You have the opportunity to connect with your creativity. You have your opportunity to connect with the sensory world. Those are, that's, that's the possibility. That's the opportunity. And so connecting with your body is through physical movement, through meditation. You can connect with your creativity. You can paint. You can write. You can dance. You can sing. You can play that musical instrument you haven't played. Um, it's really like I feel like for things you so often talk about, it's an opportunity for depth. Yeah. You know, depth yeah. with yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the question to ask yourself is, if I were to connect with myself more deeply, what would I do right now? You know, because now I have this opportunity. And I get it, it's not the same. I've got friends who have three children who are being homeschooled right now who uh, right. will be pretty clear that they don't have an, an... I've got friends with three children at home working full-time jobs from home. Wow. Losing, they're basically losing their minds. So I don't want to say this for everyone, but I do know many of our listeners do not have children um, and live different lives. Um, and I just want to say, like, think about that question. Excellent. Jesuit, you're so spiritually, like, thoughtful. And I was curious if you have a feeling about what, like, what the opportunity, what this time is, the energy of this time, like, what the opportunity is. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a time for, because I was thinking about this in relationship to our class that we are going to offer up. Yes, April 2nd, 5 to 6.30 online. And, and that is, is, you know, a lot of the work I do is about connection with others in, in classroom and class environments. And um, this is really a time about connecting in with ourselves again and finding out what's authentic today, what's integrative today, um, and what's real for us today. And it's a great opportunity because we have shed a lot of expectations culturally speaking like no one expects you to show up to a dinner date right now at a restaurant because no restaurants are open no one can you know distract you by going to a coffee house or whatever so you can't go to a, a movie sure you can stream stuff but that's all on you you know um so from that perspective it's like well instead of resisting that which is why not work with that which is and use this to reconnect with yourself and your art and the thing that you want to create next. The ultimate thing is, what do you want to create next? Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to take? And what's the smallest step you can take towards that? Yeah. So have the vision, spearhead it yourself, you know, green light yourself. And then, and then really, you know, back it up, right? Go, go to your vision and take the steps backwards reverse engineer, as some say, and then really just make it, you know, step by step by step while keeping the vision. Love it. Creativity in the time of coronavirus. Here, here. Listen, listen to all four parts of the amazing Hannah Smith Chronicles, because I, I feel like some, that's some of the best work we have to offer our listeners, Adam, and uh, it's right there for you. And it's a long thing, but, you know, take it in chunks and enjoy it. Turn it on, go for a walk. Just, just, it's there on the website, um, notesonyournotes.com, and it's in the podcast feed, wherever you listen. So mm -hmm. that's an opportunity. Show notes with the Zoom link for our class next Thursday. 
Mm -hmm. Second, five o'clock Pacific time. Um, and Josh and I are just here. And Josh, we don't always let people know, but um, I do a lot of work around story development and accountability and projects. Mm -hmm. Like I help people work towards their book project, their visual project. I keep them accountable. I help them devise. Um, I give them story notes. We're here online. I work with a lot of clients. And Joshua, you are also here. Yes, I'm also here too. If you listen to episodes three and four, I mean, you can listen to all four episodes of the Hannah work, but uh, specifically uh, episode three is an in-depth thing on the writing and episode four gives you a hint as to the kind of stuff I work with when it comes to performance work. So check it out. Joshua. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can do the same thing with everyone online real time. So to, if your development is the writing, I can work with you on that. If your development is within the performance world, I can help you with that. And I, we can also decipher which is which, because sometimes, you know, it's hard to tell whether, is this really a performance issue? Uh, or is this a writing issue? Is this material issue? And we can, you know, decipher that as well. I love it. Joshua has helped me with some stories that I've needed to develop and ones that I need to perform. I've done both written and performance development with him. I can tell you it is a treat. And yeah, if you're having, you don't know what you want to work on creatively, if you're having trouble making progress, you're having trouble accountability, and uh, I started as a journalist 20 years ago, if you're having trouble with the actual writing of individual pieces or uh, developing a story, I do that work as well. Um, so we're here. We work online. Um, it's a time. Now, Adam told me not to say anything. So, Adam, if you don't mind not listening for a second, but yeah, Adam is insanely amazing at helping anyone focus written material towards your career, meaning like resumes or overviews or whatever you want to call it about pages, story pages about you and like who you are and how you can uh, crest that great divide. His ability to synthesize, he hangs out with you like for an hour or two, pretends to be your friend, and then he synthesizes all this great information about you and then puts it in a written context, be it a resume or a story or about page or whatever it is. It sings off the page. And he won't tell you that, but I will. Okay. That's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I love helping people tell the story of who they are creatively, professionally, and... Um, I get to know them, their character, not just their work. And then mm -hmm. we write some amazing stuff and then they have that and they go out in the world and they feel really confident and wonderful um, talking about what they do and why it matters and how they're different from other people in the marketplace. So um, I've done a lot of work with that also because um, I have a secret. I worked in the corporate world for part of my life. There you go. And the creative world and the creative corporate world and the journalist world. So. I've seen um, how different sausages get made. Um, wow, well, this was going to be a quick episode. It's not a quick episode, but um, it's there. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram where Joshua uh, posts wonderful material. I would like us there also just to get updates in terms of uh, future class offerings. That free offering will be on Facebook. Josh is putting it up there. We've got a flyer ready to go. Uh, share it with other people. You know, we like, you know, not just for our listeners, it's for everyone. Um, we wanted to do something to support people to be creative during this time. So um, this has been Notes on Your Notes. The uh, music on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Sound editing is me. We will talk to you next week. Bye.